The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. And I want to welcome Wanda to the phone right now. You have a problem with a coworker? Well, several, actually. Okay, I several coworkers or several? I mean, I was never one to, you know, I would treat everybody nice. I would try to participate. And I've worked where I've worked maybe 14 or 15 years. And, and I would treat everybody nice. I used to go to the parties. I used to participate in everything. But when it just seems like birthdays came around, they celebrated the same people. Nobody else got celebrated. I stopped doing it after so long, you know. Right, right. And uh, and I and I was always the type of person anyway to do my work and just go home. Right. You know, I was that type of person anyway. I'm not right. an extrovert, I guess you would say. Uh, anyway, so I would just was being nice, you know, and trying to get along. Yeah. But when I saw they already had made a difference in me, I left them alone, you know, completely, you know. What you mean speak, when they... You know, I speak and everything, but I don't get involved in nobody's business, personal, nothing. I do yeah. my work, get out of there, and I do my work right. And, um, but over the years, you know, um, like I said, I live a quiet lifestyle. I... I to myself right. For the most so what's part. happening? You're it's saying because I moved too during this time when I started working there. Oh, say and you moved during this I time. I moved okay. right, during, while I was working. Let there. me sum up what I hear so far, Wanda, which is mm-hmm. that you've been at the same place for a long time, and you Correct. used to feel like you fit in more. You would go to the parties, you would celebrate birthdays, but then you saw that there were only a select core group of people who were. Folk who uh, basically were the favorite child, celebrated. right? We're so the, they, it's like know, being in no a family, right? Right. They celebrate themselves, and the other Correct. people are kind of in the background, and you're one of Correct. the people that was Correct. in the background. And so Correct. the question is, what? What do you do? How do you reconnect with them, or how do you manage the situation? What would you like I some just, help with? I don't want to reconnect with them. I, I have I have made my decision. They're okay. not my friends. You know, what people you work with are not your friends. I had made that decision a long time ago, and I'm not about to change it at my age. Yeah. Uh, I'm not concerned about that. My, my thing is to just work in peace. That, that, that's okay. Thing. So where is the conflict right now that you'd like some help with? Correct. Oh, where is the conflict? What Are they talking behind right. your back? Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're verbally, I, I, and I can't even be sure... Because I don't even know them. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, so let me but give like, you. Yeah, let me give well, you some. No, nobody's gotten into, gotten in my face because they know I will get you out. Okay, I, I'm not concerned with the physical, but I, I'm still careful because I still know there are some people who think they will try anything. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah they I'm won't hearing do a f- that. Yeah, I'm hearing they a f- won't do that anyway. They don't want to lose their job. They don't want to go to jail. I mean, they won't do that type of thing. They, they, so they, you're not worried about any fist fights or I'll meet you on the hill, Wanda, type thing? Not, not, necessarily. not necessarily? You think there's one person who would start a fist fight with you or a fight, physical? Uh, no, no. They would have done that a long time. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> basically, <laughs> let, how many people are you working with? Just ballpark. Oh, wow. Isn't that probably maybe 60? Six zero? Yeah, sixty, fifty, sixty, yeah. Okay. And so, I'm in a building with two where I'm in a building now with another office, including our office. Yeah, our office is pretty big. It's like fifty people. Okay. Let me tell you what I would do in that situation and maybe it will give you some ideas, maybe not. 
Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. (laughs) I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. Let me tell you what I would do in that situation, and maybe it will give you some ideas, maybe not. Um, whenever I'm with a larger group, in the past I used to be a very shy kid and I would isolate myself. You sound much, you don't sound shy and you, you sound like you're very forthright. You're that, you're a, a shoot from the hip type person. And, and, um, so you don't have the problem I had as a kid, but I needed a way to figure out how to connect with people. And when I was in a group, I would think of them as a group, meaning I thought they all thought alike. I thought they all held the same opinion of me, which was not so great because I was a shy kid. And I just felt inferior, inadequate. And so I needed some skills to be able to change that. And what I learned over the years is that really in a group of whether it's five or let's just take even five people not everybody thinks alike and i know that through therapy from people talking that not everybody in a group thinks identically about another person and even if they think identically uh which is almost never it, so so meaning people there may be people who like you very much who would like to warm up to you in that group of 60 people even if there are five or three in your immediate office there might be one of those who's a little more open to at least being cordial you know the superficial things you talk about the weather mm-hmm. boy it was freezing mm-hmm. out today or oh it was so hard to get my kids on the bus today you know just small stuff not personal stuff about your sex life or that thing but mm-hmm. there's a level upon which you can connect with one or two that makes your day more comfortable. So you could first don't think of it as a glob, as a group. Think of each person as a unique individual, which they truly are. Second, that's the first thing. The second thing, Wanda, is treat yourself well. If you're assuming like I, well, when I, well, I did as a kid, that everybody thought of me the way Uh, one bully on the block thought of me, that's not fair to me because that wasn't the case. So you want to know that your self-evaluation, assuming that it's fairly good, trumps anybody else's negative view of you. And even if you have an off day, everybody has an off day, you know yourself. If there are things you want to improve in yourself, you can. But if there are things you, if you know your strengths, if there are things you value in yourself, hold those in mind. And the skills that you have, the knowledge that you have to be a good friend, you can use those just to be a cordially neutral person at work. Is there one person you think you could reach out to at work that would make it just a little warmer? Uh, yeah, there's one person that I speak with, but it's basically about religion and that. A couple, okay. maybe a couple. Well, then you can connect, find a way. You know, I was I started a class at the gym 
Pilates, and I, I probably won't continue, or just rarely, but I tr- started it, and when I sat down, I many times keep to myself, but this time I turned around and I started talking with the woman next to me, Simone, she's French, and we were speaking in French a little bit, I spoke to the woman on my other side, and we chatted just a little bit, do you, how do you think that class felt? Much better. Much better, and it probably took about three minutes of conversation, nothing conversation between us. So if you think of it that way and don't lump them as a group, you can enjoy it more, and you can throw your own birthday party. I remember one secretary at work was leaving, and she threw herself a going-away birthday, or not a birthday party, and I just carried I mean, that. I didn't need to make it seem like that was the focus of things. I right. wanted you to understand my history. Okay, and I know we're right at the end of time. So my my main skill, my main my main advice is value yourself and connect with one or two good people at work to make it enjoyable for yourself, Wanda. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. Well, Mrs. Freelove, hi. I know you don't want me here, and I don't want to be here, but I can't stay away. So I got a little drunk and came over. Excuse me, please. You're very welcome. Like a skunk, I know. <laughs> Mrs. Vila knows everyone, knows even me. Christine, have you got anything in the house to drink? Any little thing at all. I'm not the fussy type. I prefer bourbon and water, but any little thing will do. And you can actually, you can tell what state she is in. Not a good one. That's from the movie The Bad Seed. And are you trying to run away from problems? By drinking? Are you self-medicating? Are you feeling like to face your problems would just completely destroy you? Well, when you drink, you know what's happening. You're blinding yourself. It's like trying to go through a very bad snowstorm and using as an aid blinders. You put blinders over your eyes and you say, that will help me because if I don't see it, then I won't know how bad the snowstorm is and you're trying to drive. That's not going to help. And that's the same thing that alcohol does to you. When you put blinders over your mind and you drown it in alcohol or other substances, whether they're prescription drugs, and I don't mean medically needed helpful prescription drugs, I mean abuse, then you're your own worst enemy. And they say pills don't teach skills, neither does alcohol. And how do you use your mind in a better way to get through that psychological snowstorm in your life? You want to keep your eyes open and learn the skills to make your life better. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. Surprises do not have to involve white lies. For example, you can invite your best friends to meet you for dinner on a special occasion without telling your partner. Or you can surprise your partner with a small, thoughtful gift. Or you can have a hot bath ready when your partner comes home from a hard day. But here's a critical caveat. Be sure you know your partner's attitude towards surprises before you consider one. And more specifically, what kinds of surprises your partner likes and does not like. A surprise dinner with friends might not be appreciated, whereas a surprise gift might delight your partner. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.